Welcome to the Yankee Cowboy Podcast. Coming to you from Dallas, Texas, here's your host, Tim Wilkins. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Yankee Cowboy Podcast. I'm your host, the host of all hosts. That's right. That's me, Tim Wilkins. Uh, No nicknames here, but guess what? Today, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're doing the episode of previewing the NFL season. It's an honor and privilege to have another one of these awesome NFL seasons come around the corner yet again. Uh, Chris and myself recorded this episode uh, together. Uh, a week and a half ago, but uh, audio technical difficulties is a magical thing. So I do have his picks, and we're going to go through it here, uh, and we're going to talk about a lot of different things. But um, the one thing I want to really, really emphasize here is that it's the NFL season. I'm going to go through the AFC first. The AFC is obviously headed by the steam train of the AFC East. And he goes AFC North, AFC South, and of course, AFC West. So what's going to get right back into it, ladies and gentlemen? I believe welcome to the NFL season. I cannot be remiss if I did not say that. I cannot be a man of great sports humility and understanding the sports world. And every time of this great magnitude of in this time of the year, every year comes around, the world changes. So. For me, in my outlook, we're going to see a lot of teams become better, see some teams stay the same, and all things go according to plan. We'll see the the season kind of look like very similar to last year, and I think that's really what we're going to see. A lot of teams in the NFC stay the same, and the AFC is a very, very stacked card. AFC is probably the stacked conference. Um, compared to the NFC. The NFC, you probably got about one or two movers and shakers, um, but really it's the AFC that's going to be the one to watch throughout the regular season. So let's dive right into it, shall we? The AFC East is obviously the Bills, the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Patriots. Patriots added Ezekiel Elliott to their roster, and they're making some changes to the offensive line depth and in the last coming days here, they made some trades. Uh, so for non-free agents, um, drafted for undrafted free agents, etc. So I I can go without saying here, but uh, I think we need to focus on really the development of Aaron Rodgers coming to the New York Jets. This is going to be a monumental, and of course, Dalvin Cook coming to the Jets as well. Those two players are going to drastically change this division on its head. And I believe that they are going to make a very strong push to win the division, let alone the conference. The Buffalo Bills, I think, have make a regression in the division. I don't see them being a favorite to win the division anymore. And I see the New York Jets being a favorite to win this division. Me, I, myself, being a true New England Patriots fan, 
I'm ver- I'm going to be very impressed if we actually finish not in a cellar this year in the AFC East or in the AFC as a conference. Um, we have some very, very – it's going to be very, very important for us to see how we this plays out. I, I cannot be remiss if, without saying that Bill O'Brien coming back to being an offensive coordinator is going to be very important, but I also believe that the, the add addition to Ezekiel Elliott and I believe some of the additions to the offense might help them along the way, especially with Bill O'Brien being a really true offensive coordinator, uh, or better known as Teapot, as if you're anyone's watched the Bill the Bill O'Brien Tom Brady um, documentary, it's pretty cool to watch. So that being said, I still believe the Jets are going to be the favorite in the AFC East. Uh, Buffalo Bills to follow. The Dolphins, I don't. I, I believe that they're going to regress to the bottom of the cellar in the, in the division. And I see that the New England Patriots uh, are going to be in third place in this division. Possibly a wild card team. I can see three teams coming out of this division. Um, this is how stacked it truly is. Moving on. The AFC North. The Pittsburgh Steelers, the Cleveland Browns, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Cincinnati Bengals. Or better known as who they Joey Burrow is argumented arguably the best quarterback in NFL right now, um, other than Patrick Mahomes. And I think it's very interesting to watch because Bill uh, Joe Burrow does it with a unique amount of players surrounding him. Obviously, with Patrick, we'll we'll get to that in a in a down the road here when we talk about the AFC West, but it's unique because he does it with I believe it's a more balanced offense. That's a unique part about the Cincinnati Bengals is they're different players getting the ball different weeks and different spread offenses, and this really works out. I see the Bengals obviously going to be potentially be the uh, the favorite in this division, followed up by the uh, – well, the Ravens are going to give it a fight, fighting shot here, but I think the Steelers coming in through the preseason are 3-0 in the preseason, have won all their preseason games, and have developed a really good roster here. I'm going to be very interested to see how it plays out. Uh, I think the Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers, excuse me, will probably be the top two in that division. Now, the AFC South is a very, very unique perspective here. And I mean that with, with all seriousness. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Houston Texas, the Texans, uh, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Tennessee Titans. Obviously, the story of the offseason has been the Anthony Richardson addition to the Indianapolis Colts and their running back situation um, with arguably probably the best running back in the entire nation trying to ask for a trade or is now seeking a trade. And it looks like Miami is the suitor. Now, here's the the story storyline plays out here. If that particular running back goes, uh, if Jonathan Taylor goes to the Miami Dolphins, that changes my entire outlook for the AFC East. That means the Patriots are going to be the bottom of the cellar. And unfortunately, that's how that's going to play out. But if, Ant- if Jonathan Taylor stays 
a new Indianapolis Colt throughout this year and that there's no trade before the season begins, potentially you'll see the Colts on the top of the leaderboard in the division. I'm still very impressed with C.J. Strout, uh, the Houston Texans, but I, I, I think Jacksonville is going to be Jacksonville, a.k.a. Clown Show, and the Tennessee Titans, unfortunately, I believe that they're going to be on the bottom of the barrel um, of, of the division. It's the Colts division. If they can muster enough play-calling ability and intelligence here to win the division games against a very tight division, you have a lot of rookie quarterbacks here. Um, Ryan Tannehill, the Titans, I don't see them being major players here. I think they're going to regress. So it's mainly the three rookie quarterbacks and obviously the blonde-haired wonder in Jacksonville is whether or not that defense holds up and the play calling is what it is. So definitely I see the Colts, and I, I can see the Houston Texans moving up to second place in that division. Now going back to Ian's, uh, going back to Chris's picks here, uh, you have he's picking the Jets, the Titans, the Chiefs, and the Bengals. That's what Chris is picking. Um, in AFC West, I I, differ, I I I don't think it's really a, a question of whether or not who wins that division. It's whether who's going to be close second. And I see the Los Angeles Chargers are doing their thing. The Broncos are still going to be at the bottom of the barrel. And I can still see that the Los Angeles Chargers potentially being the Las Vegas Raiders for the second spot. So that's going to be those two. Now, the NFC is where you kind of see a lot of not as much competition, but really much straightforwardness when it comes to who's really good and who's really bad, right, obviously. Okay, in the division of the NFC East, you have the mediocrity, the king of mediocrity, the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Giants the Eagles, and the Commanders, who have recently just have a new ownership group. It's the Eagles that are they're going to repeat here. The Cowboys, I don't see them being eight more than 8-8, eight and eight, um, possibly a 9-7 team, 9-8 team. Or nine, it's, the Giants are going to be competitive. I just think that that's going to be the year that they, if – if the, if the quarterback of the Giants wants another contract, he's going to have to play pretty well here. And I think that's a, a true statement here. The NFC North is going to be unique because you have what you expect as a fan and what is going to be the result, ultimately. The fandom in the sports media world is very, very high on the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, it's going to be very interesting to see how the Green Bay Packers play out this year without Aaron Rodgers. I think there's a lot of holes in their roster that are going to show themselves because of Aaron not being there anymore. I believe that in the running game and potentially being in the dual threat matchups down the field on the receiving core. That being said, I personally believe that the Detroit Lions are going to win this division. And I know that might irk people to say and, and to under, not understand. But ultimately, I, I truly believe that 
the Lions here have made a lot of very, very important improvements on both sides of the ball here, minus the scandal that you see in the news that talked about sports betting. Those players, unfortunately, are were foolish in their decision-making and to go bet on professional games throughout the season. They will pay their dividend. They'll pay their they will pay their consequences and return back to the league when their cycles are over. I think the true thing about this is the Vikings are going to regress. I mean, Kirk Cousins is going to be who he is. Eberflus and the Chicago Bears, I think, are on the right track, but they're not quite there yet. I think there's some options there to the defensive side of the ball where I'm going to be very questionable about some of the decision-making. The one thing that I think is very, very important, very, very important, is that the Packers, and I, I don't disagree with the fact that the Packers are very good, but I think ultimately what's going to happen is that the Detroit Lions and the Packers are going to compete, and the Detroit Lions' depth on the defensive side of the ball is going to make a very big difference here. Now, that being said, we don't forget, everybody, that one key part about all these calls that we're making is that the injury bug does strike. So if, if a team like Green Bay gets hit with the injury bug, that's going to impact them. Same thing with Minnesota. Same thing with all these teams. But I think that the Detroit Lions have a lot of young talent that can really make a difference here down the stretch and in the beginning of the season. Obviously, there's going to be mistakes along the way, game management, and a lot of other things that go along the way here. But I think ultimately, you're going to see a very, very big improvement from the Detroit Lions. The NFC South. Obviously, everyone knows who the NFC South. If you don't know, it's the New Orleans Saints, the Buccaneers, the, the without Tom Brady Buccaneers, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Carolina Panthers. Bryce Young is now the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. Baker Mayfield is now, now the quarterback of the of, of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you really have a true unique difference in that you have some organizational, you have Derek Carr at the New Orleans Saints. And then you have the Falcons, which are basically going to go float into mediocrity again this year with no set quarterback piece. And and so I see them competing for the number one seed, number one pick, excuse me. So I, I see the Falcons are going to be the bottom of the division. I can really see the Carolina Panthers potentially winning this division. What's going to be the question is, is how much Tampa Bay gives them a fight and how good Baker Mayfield plays here in Tampa Bay, or as everyone likes to call it, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. That's right. And I'll be remiss. Um, as a Patriots fan, a lot of people ask me my views on this when I go around town and go to neighborhood watering holes, etc. That What do I feel about Tom Brady leaving the Patriots to go to Tampa Bay and, and winning a Super Bowl there? Well, I'll tell you right now, there is no... There's nothing that I was more excited for than watching 
Tom Brady destroy the Kansas City Chiefs. There was nothing. I I was more excited in that situation because there were so many Chiefs fans in this Dallas Metroplex that watched him just beat the living crap snot out of him. And you know what? And, and that's what reality is. I'm not a hater of Patrick Mahomes. I just don't enjoy watching them play football. Okay? That's a unique situation. Tom Brady, I have watched come back from almost losing everything, Super Bowl-wise, against Seattle to being down arguably 28 to nothing, practically. Almost has come back the entire half, come back in the fourth quarter and win in overtime um, against Atlanta. And I've seen him do it throughout his career. So Tampa Bay, I, I think... What's going to be the question about Tampa Bay is what really happened. It's not about Tom Brady leaving or anything else. It's going to be about the coaching staff here. There's no doubt that they have some serious quality talent in Tampa Bay. Mike, Mike, uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, many, many, many pieces of offensive side of the ball that are very talented. So the big difference in Tampa Bay was that they fired their offensive coordinator and that is arguably, he would have been the first, he's widely respected. And even Byron, you know, Bruce Arians was very angry about that. It was just a matter of, it was a terrible decision. So uh, it's Carolina's division, uh, I think. Tampa Bay, I think, is going to have some coaching issues that are going to plague them uh, down the stretch. And I, I think there's not much much you can do about that. Uh, it's unfortunate to talk about that, but I think coaching is the the downside to Tampa Bay right now. Uh, I'm not a, not a big fan of the head coach there um, after Bruce Arians left. And I it saw after Bruce Arians left what happened there in, in those season, that season after. So back to the drawing board in that scenario for that division, I think the Saints are going to make improvements, um, but I think they're going to finish probably third place there and Falcons are going to finish the bottom of the division. The last but not least is going to be the NFC West, which arguably is other than the AFC is probably the most competitive division in the NFC. It's the Arizona Cardinals, Seahawks, Niners, Rams. Rams are probably going to be third place. Uh, Cardinals are going to be at the bottom of the barrel again. And it's going to come down to the Seahawks and the Niners. A lot of young talent coming out of Seattle. A lot of talent in forty in the, in the San Francisco area, in the Bay Area. Obviously, you saw Trey Lance's get traded to the Cowboys. That's going to determine a lot of factors there. But they had to make a decision there. And and Brock Purdy's he, he's pretty good. So let's just not get it twisted here. So I see the Niners doing that, doing their thing. So really, what it comes down to is the, the picks that I would like to say in the the NFL season. In the AFC, it's pretty straightforward. It's either it's the, the Bengals, the Jets, the Steelers, potentially, the Colts, and the Chiefs. I still believe it's the Chiefs division. I'll, I'll give two. I'll give two. I'll call the AFC conference game. It's going to be the Cincinnati Bengals versus Kansas City Chiefs. And then in the NFC, it's going to be the Philadelphia Eagles and the 49ers again. 
And the Eagles are going to go back to back. They're going to go play a Super Bowl. And again, and uh, I, I think ultimately the Cincinnati Bengals will beat the Chiefs here and, and, and go to the Super Bowl. And I think ultimately that's what we're going to see here is that the AFC has a lot of a lot of great players, a lot of competitiveness. And by the time they get to the playoffs, it's going to be phenomenal football we're going to watch from the AFC. The NFC, you're going to have a lot of tests to make and a lot of tests to take and who you want to play and who doesn't want to play. So those are my my Super Bowl picks and my my conference picks. Chris picked on the NFC side. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut it off here. The Giants, the Panthers, the Vikings, and the Niners. So those were his picks, and he picked the Eagles and the Niners as well. Uh, and the Eagles obviously going, uh, you know, to the Super Bowl as long with the he chose the Chiefs. Nothing personal, but I'm not a diehard Chiefs fan. So there's that. But I think ultimately what you're going to see is a lot of competitiveness out of the AFC dichotomy. And I think the NFC has a lot of unanswered questions that I think will need to be answered throughout the season. The AFC as well. The AFC East, there's arguably can be the entire wild card coming out of one division this year because of how competitive that AFC East division now stands. The AFC East, if Jonathan Taylor goes to the Miami Dolphins, just just on a whim, if that happens, the Patriots are no longer even a possibility unless something by struck of luck happens in that division where we have a huge injury that changes everything. It's going to be a phenomenal NFL season. I can't wait. I cannot look. I, I cannot express enough to all of you. I hope you enjoy it for what it is. It is America's sport, other than of course baseball, and it is what keeps us in our seats on weekends, and making making our other halves extremely upset half the time because we're not doing anything around the house. Make sure you all feel free to follow me on social media, on Yankee Cowboy two uh, seven on Twitter. We're also going to have a couple other things change here in the podcast that I will be announcing soon. Uh, nothing negative, nothing, nothing negative. It's just going to be a little bit different, different look, as they would say. You might see us a little bit more active on the YouTube side of the world, which is fine because nothing wrong with YouTube. But feel free to obviously engage us at any time. Feel free. I, I might put up a couple polls and ask us about what topic we might want to discuss. But um, hope everyone has a great week. Enjoy themselves. Stay cool if you're down here in the south. It's like a we're dealing with a heat wave of 91 plus degree days, and today finally broke. <laughs> we're under 100 degrees for the first time in a while. It rained yesterday. <laughs> so I hope everyone has a great week. Get ready for the football season. Enjoy themselves. Have a great Labor Day. We'll be back. This is the Yankee Cowboys signing off.